Welcome to the Morning Inspiration Podcast with Pastor Walt. At Chosen City Church, we are chosen to overcome, to build, and to be like Jesus. We pray that this podcast will empower you to do the same on today. God, we love you. We praise you. And we thank you, God. We just don't take it lightly, this opportunity, God, just to be here together as a family. We don't take it lightly, Father God, this opportunity uh, to come into this moment, Father God, to hear from you, to be what you called us to be, to, to start this moment off together, God, to start this day off together. Thank you, God, for this moment of togetherness, Father God. Thank you, God, for this moment of unity. I pray, God, that you meet us in this space like you always do. And Lord, when it's all said and done, We'll be careful to give your name all the glory, honor, and praise to the powerful name of Jesus. We pray together. Amen, amen, amen. All right, fam. Hey, again, what's up? We welcome everybody. For those that will stream this later, you're welcome, and we thank you uh, for being here with us on today. Luke, the sixth chapter, verse uh, 27 uh, through uh, 36 is our guide today. Um, Luke 27, Luke, the sixth chapter verse 27 uh, through 36. And it says, this is Jesus talking to us. uh, But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other also. Someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you. And if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners expecting to be repaid in full, but love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful just as your father is merciful. And I want to uh, talk from a very important subject today. It's a simple subject, and I, but I'll tell you why the Lord led, uh, led me here today. And the subject is simply this, uh, facing your enemies. Everybody type that in, facing your enemies. Family, I want to tell you something that you already know. This is one of those times that we'll re- we're, re- we're revisiting a passage of scripture that is familiar to most, but I think it's more important for you to understand why we're here. I truly believe that on your way um, to greater, on your way to your new next, on your way um, to what God has, uh, what has been spoken over your life, on your way um, to being everything that God has called you to be, on your way to finally being a recipient of uh, what you've been uh, been asking for and hoping for. How many of us are hoping for some stuff and have been asking or standing in uh, great expectation. Anybody besides myself standing in great expectation for some stuff? I'm no, I'm not the only person with great expectations today. Well, I want to tell you something. If you have come into this place with great expectation, if you have, you are waiting on God to do something exceedingly and abundantly in your wife, in your life, on your journey uh, to that place, on your journey. Uh, to the promised land, on a journey for you to be everything that God has called you to be. I have to tell you today that God is saying, 
that you are have you will have to face uh, your uh, enemies on your way to that place. On your way to the promise, God is saying, "Get prepared. You are going to have to face your enemy. You can't. You can't. You can't. You can't run from them. Uh, you can't hide them. You can't continue to avoid them. You're going to have to encounter." and have direct interaction with your enemy. You are going to have to face uh, your enemy. Well, who is an enemy? Well, when we look at the uh, English definition of uh, enemy, and even when we look at a, bi a biblical uh, definition of enemy, um, even looking at it in the, in the Greek language, for, since this was in the uh, New Testament and that's the language that we have there, the definition is pretty much the same. It's anybody, everybody <laughs> that is actively uh, opposed or hostile toward someone or something. Anybody, everybody uh, that is actively opposed or hostile to someone or something. Anybody that's an adversary, anybody that's an opponent, anybody that's a rival, anybody that's a nemesis, anybody that's an antagonist, anybody that's a combatant, anybody that's a challenger, anybody that's a competitor, anybody that's an opposer, anybody that's hostile, anybody that's opposition, anybody that stands in competition, anybody that's on the other side. In the nutshell, Lottie Dottie and everybody could, uh, uh, could potentially be your enemy. It's tough, isn't it? It is when you think about this definition of enemy. Sometimes it could be a family member. Sometimes it could be a coworker. Sometimes it could be a church member. Sometimes it could be a business partner. In a nutshell, God is saying anybody has a has the propensity uh, to be an enemy in your life. But God is saying to get to the place uh, that God would have you to be. I want to tell you, you can't know, you can't keep, you can't keep dodging them. Uh, you can't keep running away from them. God is saying to get to the place that you got to be is going to require you to have a face-off with your enemy. Now, listen, I didn't come to play with it this morning, so I'm going to tell you something as we look at the scripture. Uh, just because we have to face our enemies, it don't mean we got to, um, uh, it doesn't mean we got necessarily have to, uh, to, to, to sleep with our enemies unless uh, the enemy is in the bed with us. Lord, help us if that's the case. But hey, listen, I didn't come to play with it today. Uh, just because the uh, you have to face your enemy, it doesn't mean that you have to be best friends uh, with your enemy. Uh, just because you have to face uh, the enemy, uh, it does not mean that all of a sudden uh, you have to send them Hallmark cards. But what it does mean is that it's going to require you to handle your enemies in a biblical way. And that's all I want to get you to do today. I want you to be able to handle your enemies in a biblical way. God is saying if you learn to handle your enemies in a biblical way, uh, that you will see blessings in your life like you've never seen it before. And some of the reasons, some of the reasons that why some of us have not made it to the other side is that we have been unwilling to face the enemy in our life. Yes, we know that, that our greatest enemy is a, is a, is the adversary, adversary uh, Satan. We know uh, that he is a liar. We know that he is a deceiver, but we also got to realize there's some humans uh, running around uh, that are our opposition. And God is saying that you got to face this enemy. I know uh, this is a word for someone that has to have 
a difficult conversation this week. I know this is a word for somebody that may have to make a difficult call, but you're not going to get to the place until, that God has called you to be until you have to face your enemy. And good news, shout out to you if you say, well, Pastor Walt, maybe today ain't for me because I don't really have no uh, enemies. I ain't got no worries. Well, God bless you, sis. Congratulations to you, bro. But I'm going to tell you, keep on living. Keep on living. And what you will discover that on your way to greatness, on the way to your call, you will have to face your enemy. Ask David about it. David in Psalm 59 had to pray deeply and intensely uh, because his enemy was after him. David was one that was anointed to be king. He was anointed for greatness. And on his path towards the to the throne room, he had to face some enemy. Is there anybody that has kingdom vision for your life? Is there anybody that has kingdom vision for your family? Is there anybody that has declared that the word is true, that you will be the head and not the tail? What if God has spoken over your life, and if that word is true for your life, that you're going to be the head and not the tail, I'm here to remind you that on that journey, you're going to be like David, and you're going to have some enemies. In Psalm uh, 59, uh, 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 Saul had sent his men uh, to kill David, and all David could do while he was surrounded, while he knew these people were coming out, all David could do was pray for his enemy. Psalm 59, he said, deliver me from my enemies, O God. Protect me from those who rise up against me. Is there anybody beside myself know what it feels like for somebody to rise up against you? Sometimes you don't even really understand why they rise up, rising up against you in such a way. Sometimes you don't understand why they can't keep your name out of their mouth. Sometimes you don't understand why they try to always smear your character. But David said, all I could do is pray that Lord help me and deliver me from the hands of those who have risen up against me. He says, deliver me from evildoers and save me from these bloodthirsty men. Y'all, I get sick and tired of seeing people attack other people because people are always bloodthirsty for control. People are always bloodthirsty for, uh, for power. It happens in our families. It happens in our businesses. It happens in our churches, even though it shouldn't. But when people get bloodthirsty for what they want, they will instantly become your enemy. David said, look at them. See how they wait, lie, and wait for me. Fierce men conspire against me uh, for no offense or sin of mine, O oh Lord. David was one that was always honest about his sin. He understood, understood that sometimes it was his fault that he had adversaries, but he said, he said, this time I ain't even do nothing. I was minding my own business when God, you anointed me to be king, and now they've gotten jealous of me. Sometimes you have enemies because people are jealous of you. Sometimes you have enemies because people are jealous of the anointing. Sometimes you have enemies because people all don't understand you. But I want to encourage you if you have enemies because you are misunderstood that you got to keep on keeping on. You got to keep on pressing forward. You got to keep on getting up. And sometimes you got to face their enemy. David said, they, they lie in wait for me. They are conspiring against me. Oh Lord, I've done no wrong, yet they'll wait to attack me. He says, arise to help me. Is there anybody beside myself that understands that God has called you for greater but you got a lot of things coming against you. If you, if God has called you for greater, then you have a lot of things coming against you. David simply said, pray like he prayed. Arise, oh God, and help me. Look to my plight. Oh God, the God of Israel, help me in my time of struggle. Help me in my time of uh, weakness. Uh, to God be the glory that David teaches us how to pray uh, when we are dealing with our adversary and opposition. But now we go a 
little bit further and we go right back to our text and our text helps us to see some things that are challenging as it relates uh, to, to, to how to deal with our enemies. Jesus is talking now because he understands that this is such a concept. It's part of the, his greatest sermon, the Sermon on the Mount. We went through the Sermon on the Mount once a few months back, uh, but here we have it in, in Luke's uh, account of the Sermon on the Mount and we see the same thing. This was such an important principle that it was part of Jesus's most uh, intense and most detailed sermon that you are going to have to face your enemies on the way um, to greatness. He says, for those that are listening, he says, listen, everybody that's still listening, I want to talk to everybody that's still listening. I want to talk to everybody that got my, that I've got your attention now. He says, for everybody that's listening, and in Luke 6, 26, Luke's the sixth chapter, verse 27, he says this, love your enemies. What does it mean to love our enemies? I told you, it don't mean um, you know, close, intimate relationship. And when I was asking God, I said, God, I want to help people today. I even want to help me help myself. I want to help anybody who is on their way to a higher place and they got to deal with some adversaries on their job. They're on the way to a higher place. They got to deal with some adversaries in their in their organizations. They're on the way to a higher place and they got to deal uh, with these things. God, what what can what can I really tell them about love your enemies? Right. Well, one of the things he said is that when the last time you did you covered this, uh, one of the things you didn't um, uh, cover um, it comes out of uh, Corinthians, right? Y'all remember Corinthians, don't you? We reuse it all of the time uh, in um, at weddings and things of this nature, but this scripture is a lot deeper than that. First Corinthians 13, verse four through eight, Jesus said, love your enemies. So what does that mean? Well, guess what? Guess what? First Corinthians 13, verse four through eight says about love. Love is patient. God is saying uh, that you have to be patient with the folk that don't like you. You got to be patient with the people that misunderstand you. You got to be patient with the people that don't understand the call on your life. You got to be patient with the people that misunderstand what God is doing. You got to be patient with the people that are believing the rumors and not believing the truth. You got to be patient with the people that are plotting against you. Why? Because love is patient. Uh-oh, y'all, we didn't like that this morning. I know, I know. I'm just trying to help you to get there. If you're going to be loved, you're going to love your enemy. You got to be patient with your enemy. You got to be, you got to be merciful towards your enemy. Yes. And listen, you know, I, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the furniture moving preacher. I believe in some furniture movement, but God said, let me do the furniture movement, but you got to be patient if you are going to be blessed in this season. Then he says, love is kind, y'all. Listen, I want to tell you something uh, that God is simply saying, if you're going to love of your enemy. Uh, that means that sometimes you got to show kindness to some people who haven't shown kindness to you in years, right? You got to be kind to some folk that you know been talking trash about you. You got to be kind to some folks that you know have been disrespecting you, right? So God has said, if you're going to love your enemy, you got to be kind to your enemy. It says love is not envious. You can't become envious of those because Psalm 37 told us that fret not thyselves because of evil doers, neither be envious against the workers of iniquity. In Psalm 37, and the psalmist was struggling with the concept. It seemed as if everybody else who was doing it the wrong way was coming up and the psalmist was going down. But the Bible says, don't worry about them because they soon, soon will be cut down as the green grass. Trust in the Lord and all that I, and, and everything that you do. So God is saying, don't be envious. And matter of fact, don't even be boastful, right? So if you're going to love your enemy, you can't be boastful about what God has done. Sometimes, y'all, we can become a little bit boastful. Sometimes uh, when we're, when, when people say we 
could not do it and we did it it's an opportunity so i told you uh, back then didn't want me now i'm hot you're all on me no yeah, yeah i love that one too but god is saying when you're dealing with your enemy that's not necessarily the approach that you got to take uh when god says love your enemy he said that um uh love uh does not dishonor others it is not self-seeking it is not easily angered y'all uh if you're going to love our enemies god is saying uh uh that 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 we have to have this temperament about us this humility um uh, uh, about us and we got to have a, a a temperament that is not easily angered how many of you are dealing with anger and unforgiveness uh, uh because of something that someone has done to you or is doing to you can i talk to somebody y'all want to be real how many of you are dealing with unforgiveness uh because of what someone has done or what somebody has uh, or is doing to you god is saying when you love your enemy you got to be able to forgive your enemy and by forgiving your enemy you are freeing yourself sometimes that we are not able to overcome because we are struggling with hatred and anger for the person that hurt us but god is saying part of facing the enemy is not keeping uh, not being angry because part of 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 dealing with our enemy reminds us that love keeps no record of wrongs isn't that kind of tough but especially for somebody that has truly hurt your family that has truly hurt you god is saying if you're going to love your enemy uh that love does not delight in evil i can't wait till you get on that road and get hit by a mac truck on your way god way to work this morning hallelujah amen no god is saying that we shouldn't celebrate um negativity happening in life of somebody that has been evil to us we should not rejoice in the fact uh that that, that perhaps uh vengeance belongs to the lord and something happened to them because they decided to touch the head of the anointed be careful those uh that are coming against the anointed and we ain't gonna fight you because god told us not to but make no mistake about it our lord he's still in the furniture moving business and i want to encourage the anointed out there you do all the loving and let god do all of the furniture moving because god says uh love does not delight in evil but it rejoices in the truth love does with it always protects it always trusts it always hopes and it always perseveres, y'all. When we are talking about this scripture, we think about it in a marriage concept. But Jesus said, I need to take this same concept and apply it to your enemy. Love never fails, my sisters and uh, brothers. And I want to encourage you that Jesus, what Jesus said is true, that if we are going to face our enemy, we got to be able to love our enemy. And then he goes a little bit further and says, do good to those who hate you. Bless them who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them also the other. We talked about this once before. Is that reminder that sometimes your enemy will disrespect you. The most disrespectful thing that can be done in this biblical time, in this culture, was to put some, take your hand and to slap them. And that was a point of the most disrespectful things. And so that's what Jesus was teaching here. He was not saying never defend yourself against uh, certain activities. No, that's not what he's saying, but he was using this to say, if you are disrespected in the most disrespectful way, if you are, if you are, if you are disrespected into your core, if you are uh, disrespected publicly, he is saying when somebody does so, he says, don't go after retaliation, but no, uh, this is that time where we have to learn to turn the other uh, cheek. He goes on a little bit further and reminds us if someone takes your coat, uh, do not withhold your shirt from them also. Give to 
everyone who asks uh, you, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Some of the things that he are talking about here were legal concepts and principles that we saw uh, in the book of Matthew, where he even talked about in the book of Matthew that a Roman soldier could require a citizen uh, to walk with them and carry the soldier's baggage for a mile. But he said, if a Roman soldier asks you to carry the bag one mile and the journey is two miles, go ahead and go the extra mile. And I want to encourage you today that as you face your enemies, don't be afraid to go the uh, extra mile. Why? Because I want to remind you that um, if the, what the word of God says is true, he goes on to say a couple other things. He said, give to everyone that asks, watch this, and to do unto others what you would have them do unto you. Now, listen, this is what I want to leave you with. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who do that. And if you, if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that for you? I want to tell you right here and remind you that God is setting you up to bless you like you have never been blessed before, but our blessings come in our obedience to what God has taught, told us to do. How bad do you really want to be blessed in this season? How bad do you really want to be elevated? How bad do you really want to get to that next place? How bad do you really want to get over this mountain? How bad do you really want to get over this hump? How bad do you really want to be everything that God has called you to be? God is saying uh, that if you love your enemies, do good to them and lend to them, even without expecting anything back, because it was customary uh, to, to give money to individuals with an expectation, a promissory note, that you'd give everything back. But he said sometimes, even when you give to individuals, you give with the expectation that it won't be re uh, returned to you. He says, then your reward will be great. And my sisters and my brothers, my part of this devotion today is encourage you and remind you and equip you that you're going to have to face some enemies on your way to greatness. But God says there's a great reward for you when you do it the, in a biblical way. He says, then he will know why is he going to reward you? Because if you're able to love somebody that lied on you, if you're able to love somebody that's been disrespectful to you, if you're able to love somebody that talked trash about you every time you walk out the room, you're able to love them people that as soon as you walk in the room, they get quiet because you know they've been running their mouth all about you. And then as soon as you come in the room, if you're able to love those kind of people, God says, then I know you are my child. Why? Because God said, that's the way that I loved you. Because at one point in your life. we At one point in my life, we were enemies of God. At one point in our life, we were in op we were in opposition to God. At one point in our life, we opposed everything that God said. At one point in our life, we were an adversary to God. When God said, when you were an adversary to me, when you was in opposition to me, when you did everything other than what I told you to do, I didn't smack you. I gave you mercy. I gave you grace. And the same way that I loved you when you didn't love me is the expectation I have for you. And he says, and when you live that way, what I know about you is at that point, that's how I know you are my child. Your actions speak louder than my words. There's a whole lot of people that claim to be children of the most high God, but I want to remind you that our actions speak louder than our words. God says, when you do this, I will know that you are my child. I'm right here in Luke, the sixth chapter around verse 35. And he says, then your reward can be great uh, because you are 
are my child. And because you are my child, God says, I know this because you have the ability to be kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. I want to encourage you today to be kind to people that will never even say thank you. To be kind to people that will never even say, I appreciate you, sis. Be kind to you who to people who will never say, good looking out, bro. Be kind to wicked folks. Be kind to the liars. Be kind to the deceivers. The Bible says in Luke, the sixth chapter, verse 36, be merciful just as your father is merciful. My sisters and my brothers, uh, I'd leave you with first Peter, the third chapter, that reminds us of a simple concept. First uh, Peter, the, three, the third chapter, Peter leaves us with this. He says, finally, all of you should be of one mind, sympathize with each other, love each other as brothers and sisters, be tenderhearted and keep a humble attitude. Watch this, y'all. Don't repay evil for evil. Listen, can I just spend 10 seconds right there? Stop repaying evil for evil. Whoever that is for, don't repay evil for evil. I know that you have been hurt and I know that pains are real, but the Bible says don't repay evil for evil. Let this be your moment of deliverance. Let this be a moment of salvation where you let it go in the name of Jesus. I still believe God uh, for miraculous healings in moments like this, because there's somebody that's really hurt and you're really pained because you were, you just were so, uh, you, 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 you were tricked, you were deceived. Don't repay evil for evil. The Bible says don't retaliate with insults when people insult you, listen, just because they're talking trash about you, you don't have to turn around and talk trash about uh, them. It says, instead, pay them back with a, with a blessing. It says, that is what God has called you to do, for he will grant you his blessings. For the scriptures say, I want you to enjoy life and see many happy days. Keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain aid, maintain it. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right, and his ears are open to their prayers. Can I talk to you for a minute? When you live this way, when you don't repay evil for evil, when you don't retaliate insult for insult, when you pay people back with a blessing instead of a curse, uh, when you do what God has called you to do, uh, God is saying something, he says something amazing here. Listen, I'm at First Peter, the third chapter, verse 12. It says, the eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right, and his ears are open to their prayers. Y'all, if you want to get a prayer through, face your enemies in love. If you want God to be open to all of your all of your prayers, uh, learn to love the folks that that don't, will never love you back. It says, uh, "Let the Lord uh, handle those uh, who are treating you wrong." Because the last part of verse twelve says, "But the Lord turns His face against those who do evil." Don't allow God as you are facing His enemy. Don't handle your enemy in such a non-biblical way that now God has turned His face from you. Don't hand them to your enemies in such a non-biblical way that God has to turn his face from you. What a terrible thing that we miss out on blessings because of what other folk have done to us. And it's our response to what other people have done to us that make us miss out on what God really wants to do. Haven't they caused us enough pain? Haven't they caused us enough sleepless nights? Haven't they caused us enough 
struggles. First Peter, the third chapter, verse 12, the eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right and his ears are open to their prayers, but the Lord turns his face against those who do evil, those who have not learned to love their enemies, those who have decided you're going to handle your enemy the way you want to handle your enemy. And now God is saying, I'm tired to turn my face. God, don't turn your face away from me. God, help me to be what you call me to be. Help me to love how you call me to love. Help me to be like Christ who simply declared from the cross, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Help me, God, to bless uh, those who have been come uh, to take me prisoner. Don't you remember our Lord and Savior in the Garden of Gethsemane when the soldiers uh, went for him to arrest him and Peter struck one of the soldiers, slicing uh, his ear. But God picked up the remnant. God picked up the peace and he picked it up and he put it back and he blessed this individual, which is a constant reminder of the call on our life to be a blessing on for those who have been a burden to us. And when we live that way, God says that I will send and pour out blessings in your life. God says that you will get to the place that I have for you to be. God says that I will make a way out of no way. God says that I will elevate you and put you in a place that nobody can knock you down from. God says that you will be a witness that his love is real. God says that your ability to love will show other people that God is a loving God. God is a gracious God. God is a merciful God. God is a peaceful God. God is a God of unity. God is a God of hope. God is a God of another chances. How do we know this? Because God is saying when we live life like he uh, lives it, when we live like life like he does it, we are his witnesses on this side of glory that the word of God is true, that love is available for all. And no matter how you treat me, the God in me is greater. And because I know the God in me is greater, I have the ability to love you even when you don't love me. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. Listen, y'all, it's prayer time today. On your way to greater, you are going to have to face some enemies, but you could do it biblically. Remember these scriptures. Go back and re re revisit them on that moment when you got to go into a tough conversation. Go into that conversation with love. Go into it with patience. Go into it with peace. The Lord be with you. Let's pray. Lord, I pray today that you anoint us afresh with your Holy Spirit, God, so that we can face uh, some, 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 some situations, God, uh, that may be uncomfortable, so we can face some situations, God, sometimes that may be challenging, so that we can face these situations the way that you'd have us to face. God, this takes, um, uh, it takes your Holy Spirit, God. It takes uh, you developing us. It takes you uh, maturing us. It takes you, God, allowing us to forgive. Uh, God, help us, God. Anybody on this um, uh, that's with us this morning, God, or may tune in later that's dealing with unforgiveness, God, because an adversary has really hurt them. God, I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, God, that you will help them to overcome. God, anybody uh, right now that is dealing with the uh, uh, with an enemy, God, give them uh, peace beyond understanding. Give them insight, God. Give them spiritual um uh, insight, God, so they will know what to say, so they will know what to do, so they'll know where to go, so they'll know where not to go, Father God. Speak to their hearts, speak to their minds. God, remind them that what they are experiencing right now is just a, a, a bump in the road 
on their way to greater. Let what they're experiencing right now, let the adversary, let the opposition uh, be something, God, that perhaps the enemy meant for evil, God, but certainly you're going to use it for good. God, I pray uh, that there is healing in the land. I pray that there is healing in, in our families. So many of our families are going through. I pray that there is healing in our churches. So many of our churches are going through. God, I pray that there is healing all across our organizations, Father God, so that we can be what you've called us to be, so that we can do what you've called us to do. Give us strength today, Father God, to face the enemy with love. Give us strength, Father God, to, to, to show mercy. Give us strength, Father God, to bless those that curse us. God, we love you on today. We praise you on today. It's in the powerful name of Jesus we pray together. And the people of God said, amen, amen, and amen. Listen, family, love you all. And meaning we'll be back in Bible study tonight. I uh, look forward to seeing you all at 7 p.m. God bless. Have a great day. God bless you. And I love you. And I mean it. May God bless you. And go in peace. Thank you for tuning in to the Morning Inspiration with Pastor Wald podcast. This and other podcasts, as well as our live Sunday morning service, can be found on all of our streaming platforms and are also available on the new Chosen City Church app, which is available on both the Apple Store and Google Play. We would love to see you in person on Sunday morning at either our 8 a.m. or 1015 services. We are located at 13925 Irwin Road in Charlotte, North Carolina. We hope to see you soon and have a blessed day.